What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight, Vance Chapel from The Delight Show, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Join the Dark Order. to be a wrestling fan to be a wrestling mark to to be even a wrestling podcaster it has been a rough one and so has been much of uh, the year 2020 uh hello ladies and gentlemen good good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you're listening to this uh it's new year's eve uh so uh we are getting ready to uh ring in the new year but first we have some business to tend to and one of those things that we do have to tend to is a very unfortunate and untimely passing of uh of john hubber also known in wwe formerly known in wwe as luke harbour and also known as Brody lee on the indies and more uh recently in aew i'm your host king ricky rose welcome to kings of the rings podcast episode number 228 uh called the gator roll uh, which is the move that I enjoyed from Luke Harper when he was um, wrestling in WWE because it was a move that no one else did and was very unique and it was just it was very on brand for his character uh, as part of the Wyatt family. Uh, so of course we're going to be talking a lot about uh, the man inside and more importantly even outside of the ring because uh, he left such an impact. Uh, if you've seen anything on social media in the last week or so. But before we get to any of that, thank you guys for listening to us uh, this year, KNCR underscore podcast on social media. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Uh, obviously, uh, thank you for listening to us on WrestleAddict Radio and follow uh, WrestleAddict Radio social media at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and WrestleAddict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Toaster Tarashock, it is New Year's Eve. You know what that means. It, I have no idea what that means. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not drunk. You're drunk. Um, we all know <laughs> Kay Murphy's not drunk, thank God. Uh, but yes, yeah, right? it's me. It's me. It's Willie T with playing with a brand new mixer. So you know what that means. A lot of fun things are going to come in the next few weeks. So uh, yeah, it seems like every Christmas I get a new mixer. I say it's the last one I'm ever going to buy. So uh, Mickey, I think it's the last one I'm ever going to buy. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, things things are things are all right. You know, sad wrestling, sad right now. But this year is a tough year, I think. I think Luke Harper, uh, Brody Lee, is it hit the hardest because, you know, 41 years old. Um, we'll talk about some of his best moments, I'm sure, but damn, man. 2020 strikes again. Kay Murphy, cheer me yeah. Love my life. How you doing? How you doing? Oh. Um, how you doing? Oh. Um, yeah, this week sucks for wrestling. Uh, this one's fucking me up. Like... A lot more than I anticipated. Like, and I, again, we'll talk more about this later, but like some of the posts I've read, I've been like ugly crying over Brody, Mr. Brody for a couple days. I'm very sad. Um, but we must move forward because he would not want us to be sad. You can find me across all social media platforms at the K Murphy, T-H-E-K-A-E Murphy. It is New Year's Eve. I will be on Zoom with my friends later in a onesie character tbd because i haven't decided yet last year i was a bear with my big paws i hate you i hate you so much 
Oh my god. <laughs> you had to. You had to. It's it's so good. And I told also I went to McDonald's last night with James and I forgot to tell the bear joke at McDonald's and I was really upset. He probably thanks you for that. They were really they were very thankful that I forgot we were getting ready to leave my friend's house. And I'm like, fuck. I was cleaning up the McDonald's trash. I'm like, we for- I forgot to say the joke at the drive thru and they're like, Thank God. Yeah, they taught see. they taught me that joke fifteen years ago and it's their biggest regret. I can imagine. I can they, imagine. They've said if they could go choose between shooting Hitler in the face or not telling me the bear joke in 10th grade, they would not tell me the bear joke in 10th grade. Aggressive, but I can't say I yeah. disagree. Yeah, I was about to say that. That seems like a bit, that seems like a long shot, but you know what? It It's arguable. It is a long shot. <laughs> There's a case yeah, can, to be made. Yes, there is. I can see where he's coming, where they are coming from um, and everything. But I think what everybody un- understands, I guess now more than ever, is the impact that uh, John Hubbard, because I am going to call him John Hubbard because he deserves to be called John Hubbard, um, a.k.a. Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, or formerly known as Luke Harper, um, had on the entire world of wrestling. Like, it's not, was not wasn't just a WWE thing, uh, specifically like the New Day and especially Big E and Xavier Woods and, and Kofi, um, and but it was AEW, it was, uh, it was Eddie Kingston posting a lot of stuff, Mustafa Ali from WWE as well. Um, Ty, I believe Ty Lee's Randy Orton, uh, Bray Wyatt, obviously, Eric Rowan, obviously, but even people who aren't even in wrestling anymore, and I can't believe I'm saying this name, but I, I'm, he had one of the most impactful videos i saw enzo amore what how enzo, you doing yes and you you didn't see that did you it's on his, no, it's on his instagram i was in school what happened and he posted this on monday uh i believe enzo posted a video about a story when he was just getting into wwe and just moving up to uh to raw and smackdown about what luke harper did for him and it's impactful. You almost see Enzo break down in tears. He literally did it after, like the day after waking up and hearing the news and posted oh it God, immediately. It. Yeah, it, it's 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 pretty wild. But uh, before we, I mean, we can we can talk about. It. I do want to read some of the stuff that people left, especially Braze, because Braze is Braze ooh, is Braze hard. Is it's Braze is it's hard. It's hard to get through. Yeah, yeah that was it, the one that, that I was referring to. Yeah. In the intro. Yeah, but I do want to talk a little bit, some stats about, about the man known as Jonathan Hubbard. Born December 16th, 1979, so he did get at least one last birthday uh, before his passing in Rochester, New York. So good old New Yorker uh, right there. He started wrestling uh, in 2003. Uh, he worked the independent circuit for a while, spe- uh, specifically Chikara Wrestling, where I'm assuming he ran into Eddie Kingston for the first time, squared circle wrestling. He had some sense in Ring of Honor, Dragon Gate. Uh, he did Dragon Gate in Japan as well. He was signed to WWE. WWE in 2012, where he was uh, Luke Harper, uh, started out in FCW, joined the uh, debut in NXT as a member of the Wyatt family. Uh, him and the Wyatt family actually won the NXT tag titles, which I was not aware of. He also won the SmackDown Tag Team Champions uh, with Rowan as part of the Bludgeon Brothers, um, and also had a brief singles run where he did become the Intercontinental Champion going into, I believe, WrestleMania 31 or was after, but he was the IC Champion uh, for a while. Uh, in 2019, he was let go. 
uh, from double from WWE December of 2019, so about a year ago. Um, made his debut in AEW as Mr. Brody Lee, the exalted one, a leader of a dark order, which he had a pretty fantastic run and an amazing couple of amazing matches with Cody Rhodes, where he did successfully win the AEW TNT Championship this past August. Um, and he had a dog collar match with Cody Rhodes uh, in October, early October, which was uh, the last match that he had in wrestling before he was uh before he started to become severely ill and was put in the mayo clinic in jacksonville where he ultimately passed away i actually looked at this the other day his uh his final tweets were in early october as well and if anybody follows luke harper john john hopper i don't want to call him luke harper or even broadly i want to call him john hopper um he he always had these famous things where it was like it's Monday, you know what that means. It's it's Tuesday, you know what that means. And every every day of the week, it was it's so and so day, you know what that means. For and four years. Yeah. For four years, and uh, I was reading something from somebody on on the Twitter sphere because there's, there's there is a massive amount of stories about this man. It is, and I've never ever seen this for anybody. Pat Patterson didn't even get this. You know, but I think it's because he was so young and he was still in the business and still very relatable to a ton of people. Um, but apparently he was asked once, but what the hell does this mean? And it's just he he answered the I tell you it's Sunday, you know what that means. What are you gonna say? And the guy said whatever it, his answer was, and he's like, Well, that's what it means then. It's just a subjective thing. It doesn't mean anything. I love that. It does, yeah, yeah. I love that. It's like it, for me. It's, it's like it's Sunday. You know what that means, motherfucker? It's the Lord's day, and on the Lord's day, I am the Lord, which means I do whatever the fuck I want to do, and no one's gonna tell me otherwise. Yeah, and so it, it's it means whatever it means to you, uh, which I think was uh, is, is pretty awesome. And so uh, I want to swing it over to you, Will, to talk about what you remember of Mister Hubbard. You know. Uh... Probably not as much as other people. You know, Luke, I always enjoyed Luke Harper's work um, in WWE. I always wanted him to be more than he was. Um, I thought he was a great IC champion. Um, him coming out to the ring with all the eyeballs on the Jumbotron was really weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was him. Because Eric Rowan was the... Um, the like the, the, was the like Japanese the sheep cube. music or whatever the hell that and, was. And like the Rubik's Cube shit, right? Yeah. He was, like the, he was like the savant genius. I don't know. But, you know, Luke Harper was a guy who had so much potential. Big guy, charismatic, acrobatic, great look. And... When he went to AEW as uh, Mr. Brody Lee, I was really hoping that he was going to explode and become the man he always should have been. Um, and he was on a good start. You know, he took that Dark Order gimmick and really ran with it and really made it something worthwhile. Like, it was supposed to be uh, Marty Scroll, I think, was the leader, the original leader. But then, you know, talks fell out and ended up going to uh, John Huber. And he ran with it, man. He did a great job. He did a great gimmick. And I've been wondering the past few months, where has he been? What's going on with Dark Order? What what's going what what's what's up with this guy? Where's Brody Lee? And now I have my answer, and I'm really sad because it's got 41 yeah. years old, father. Y you hate to see it. Terrible. And Brody, Brody Bruiser Brody. 42 when he was murdered that's 
when he was unfortunately voted, yeah. Me. Yeah, and he he took the name Brody Lee for Bruiser Brody. And if you ever, if you even watch the Dark Side of the Ring episode about Bruiser Brody, you can understand how beloved Bruiser Brody was to the wrestling, uh, to the wrestling um, family or the fraternity that is wrestling. Um, and it's kind of the same way they talk about Luke Harper these days, about just how a, how a great person he was and how. He was willing to laugh with you, and he was willing to cry with you. Uh, looking at some of Big E's tweets are some of the more impactful ones um, about, you know, some of the stuff that happened, especially with like the George Floyd murders and how he's and how Brody Lee or John Hubbard actually was very a big supporter of him. I actually saw a, uh, uh, I guess a DM that my friend Kaz, shout out to Kaz, because uh, he was he's an insider. And also worked for for WWE for a while, but Kaz apparently Kaz had like a or is had a fiance or has a fiance, um, and I guess they had like a miscarriage or something. And Brody Lee spoke to him and talked to him about the miscarriage and tried to help him through. He's like, "I'm here for you, whatever you need." And that's just some of the DMs that have been posted. And like Mustafa Ali posted DMs about Brody Lee just being um, trying to help him be positive and be like, I love what you're doing. You're going to kill it and all that stuff. And he was just that guy that everybody loved and turned to for like a, for like a positive message. And Kay, I don't know if you've listened to Enzo's thing yet, but it, it is pretty crazy what he said too. No, I will on break, but I found something. Can I share? Sure. So Tony Schiavone was on a podcast today and mm-hmm. can I, I'm just going to read it. It's a bunch. But yeah. I'm going to start by saying Brody Lee Jr. signs with AEW. <laughs> the, no. I didn't hear about that. Okay. So this and this is what Tony Schiavone has said about Brody Lee. First of all, he became with us one of our real leaders in the back. He didn't lead by being noisy or talking. He led by example. People say this when people pass away that he was such a good guy. But for Brody, it's the truth. He and I really developed a very close bond when he won the AEW TV championship and I was in the ring interviewing him. He did the classic big guy bend down to my microphone. When the show was over and he asked how the interview was, I said, you made a mistake. I said, you were so big and tall, never bend down to the microphone. I will put the microphone up to your mouth. Stand up tall, stand up straight, stand up strong. He said, that's great. Thank you for that. So from that moment on, we didn't see each other much longer after that. But from that moment on, he called me his mentor. The only thing I mentored him on was the microphone because for a guy his size, he can work. He can do a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, the AEW Uncensored podcast that we do, the one we did with Brody, we did it the day before he got sick. We heard he had been airlifted to the Mayo Clinic and Amanda came and met with the entire group and told us how bad a shape he was and please don't say anything to anybody. I think everybody did a great job keeping it close to the vest as the old cliche goes. We all knew it didn't look good, but we were all hoping he would kick out. The day he passed away, we received an email that we were going to have a company-wide Zoom call in 30 minutes. And I knew that if we were going to have a Zoom call that quickly, something was bad. So they told us, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot. He was big. He was burly. He was hell of a character. They did some great stuff with the Exalted One. Not only did he leave us too soon, he left us too soon as far as only getting to know him for just a short period of time. I know the people in WWE knew him as Luke Harper. I know he had a really, really good run there. They knew him a lot better than we did because of the time that they had with him. But in the short period of time we had him, we got to know him really well. It's a tragic story. It's a heartbreaking story because it's such a good person and such a good dad. 
And there's a whole bunch more, but they said when Brody Jr. is old enough, he's going to wrestle with them. Yeah, that's fine. That 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 but, is that is perfectly fine. It's so sad. Yeah, Kay, what are your what are your thoughts on the whole situation? Because I know you were probably just like me. I rem I I remember it because it just happened, but it was it was Saturday, right after Christmas, and it was like early early to mid evening, and all of a sudden my phone blew up. So did mine for like for like three four minutes straight of people texting me, DMing me. Like just trying tagging me and stuff, and I was like, "What was going on?" And then I I saw it, and I was like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" What was your thoughts I, on everything? So I was like riding the Christmas high the day after Christmas. I was full on leftovers. I was in bed. I was watching Drag Race. I was I was just on the computer planning for the bachelorette party I'm going to next week. Like I was euphoric and then my phone just starts blowing up and i see my one friend text me and just says brody and i'm like what <laughs> and then i checked our and i it just said brody no uh, no clarification but i have like a million messages above that then i just see brody died and i like started bawling like it did not feel real it didn't make sense because I knew he was off TV, but like again, we didn't know he was sick. Yeah, no one knew. I just, and I mean, I props, just thought props he was AEW. hiding on some mysterious shit, and he was gonna come. I thought he was gonna come back soon. Yeah, and, and props to around the time. Sorry, he disappeared, and then it was around the time that I like stopped watching it regularly. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, like, I lost interest when he disappeared. Yeah. Uh, but but no props to, props to the people at AEW for for not leaking that information to anybody because that I I really respect the, the you know the people for that because you don't want something like that leaking at all. No, absolutely uh, it, not. It, yeah, I mean they, they did an excellent job with doing that. Um, I expect because uh, it, it went from like like New Year's Bash or whatever they're gonna call it to the Brody Lee like memorial show. Um, for better, better for name for AW. It's a better yeah, name. Yeah, just a yeah, little bit. Yeah, better, just a little bit. Um, so I I expect that to be a highly rated show. If we're all going to talk about ratings, which I hate talking about ratings, but that's just me, and that's another conversation for another time. Um, yeah, I'm gonna watch that live. I haven't yeah. watched AW live in fucking forever. I think it's going to be a highly rated show. I think it's going to be a highly emotional show. So I would recommend if you guys haven't watched it already, because we are going to be uh, debuting this episode a day after it's already happened. Get tissues. I can almost I can predict that it's going to happen uh, in some way, shape, or form, uh, especially with the Dark Order and John Silver, who actually had a great story about how John Silver needed merchant needed gear to be part of a Dark Order and. He, and Brody Lee spent a grand and bought him all new gear for the Dark Order. Yeah, I saw that. And John Silver is, or as you're going to be listening to, is did use that gear on on his dedication show, uh, which is pretty crazy. And also, there's some of the things that everybody that I've read about Brody Lee does mention some about Brody Lee, even Randy Orton. Um, of all people, because Randy's been a pretty vocal person about it all, um, was that the first thing that they talked about was how much he loved his kids. Mm. Kofi talked about it on Talking Smack. I'm not Talking Smack, sorry, Raw Talk. Um, and anybody who's posted anything talked about how much he loved his kids and how 
in Eddie Kings, I think it was Eddie Kingston or somebody said that he was one of the only people in in the wrestling business that had his priorities straight and in the right place. Um, and it was always about trying to do it. best for his family and his kids, and even fans that have said that have met him said he was one of the most fun people uh, to to interact with, to take pictures with, because he always tried to make it unique for that person. Like this is somebody who. Um, who was on Up, Up, Down, Down and had a great personality and it's really fun. I want to, I'm going to read an extra really quickly. Um, and he also was at like Wally Mania, uh, which is something was you wouldn't he expect. Really? Mm-hmm. He was at Wally Mania in New York, which is something you didn't expect to happen. Like the New Day were there, Brody Lee, Leo Rush, Wally, obviously, <laughs> you know. Um, and so. It's interesting the range that he had, and also what a lot of people say was just how much of a funny person he was. And fun fact, his shirt as Luke Harper was actually the cleanest thing in the world. It looked horrible, but apparently it smelled like dryer sheets. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Which has been confirmed by multiple people. Luke Harper is the only guy. He's the only guy who could pull off like wrestling in jeans. Yeah, I never got mad at him for wrestling in jeans, and like I always, sh- I shit on wrestling in jeans. I hate everyone. I hate wrestling in jeans. Only Shawn Michaels <laughs> in his street fight when he came back, and uh, and Luke Harper can wear jeans in the ring. I'm talking to you, Dean Ambrose, fucking asshole. Uh, but I guess I agree. The main thing for me uh, that I took away of this this whole story, obviously, other than the thing that strikes me the most is the fact that he was a, a loving father. It's just that I that just brings that just brings me to my knees. I can't can't even imagine like if I was that little boy if I lost my dad. I idolize I idolize my dad growing up. I still do idolize my dad, so I can't even imagine. Um, but one thing I did notice is that all the news articles and everyone made sure to, that to know that this his death was not COVID related. Yes, it was it was a mm-hmm. uh, it was a lung condition, but it wasn't related to COVID, which you which you can have, you know, upper respiratory illnesses. I mean, it makes me wonder from a medical perspective, what the hell it was that you know destroyed his breathing like that. But it could have been anything under the sun, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, he's a big guy. You know, he's put his body through a lot over the years. It really could have been anything. But mm-hmm. uh, AEW really dodged a bullet. That it was yes. not COVID related. Like even if he had this other underlying condition, and he caught COVID an hour and a half before he passed, AEW would close its doors. Oh, for sure. The backlash because they have fans there. Like, absolutely. Just wow, 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 wow. You know it's wow. wild. Never since this whole pandemic has been going on, never once have I considered the potential that a wrestler that we watch was going to die of COVID. I have not considered that as a potential. Wow, mm-hmm. fu- I don't like it. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a high potential. Um, and uh, what I do enjoy, for the most part, for what I do enjoy, um, is seeing you know once in a blue moon when the wrestling community comes together, especially more so the wrestlers. With the with Brody Lee coming around, and WWE did pay their respects, and um, they gave him like they gave him the symbol. You know, they put a crap ton of stuff on the network, uh, for him like his greatest matches and all that stuff. Like almost immediately, like they went to work on stuff. Some people are giving him, and I do want to just some people are giving him slack because they didn't do a ten bell salute. I wanted to ask him. about that because I, I read a theory. Yeah. 
I read the people that people think the WWE are trying to be respectful to AEW. Let AEW have their big show because he died an AEW wrestler. Let I AEW would, get to pay yeah. their tribute first, and then they could do something on Friday at SmackDown if they wanted to give him a ten bell salute. Just let I, AEW ha- go first. I, I think I, I I hope that is the case, but they don't actually have to. But I think it's the fact that matters. He was. Only there for a, not really a minimal amount of time. He was there for like seven years, but he didn't like get that presence until like maybe the latter three or so years. And you know, if we're let's let's be a little bit real, he didn't reach that legendary status. Like they weren't going to give him a Pat Patterson send off. That's you know, no. that's he still had a career ahead of him, whether he would have returned to WWE or not. The fact of the matter is, he was in AEW. He left, apparently, it seems like on good terms, like Vince tweeted about him, so he left on good terms with WWE, but he was an AEW person, and it only makes sense that WWE wouldn't do something to overshadow the company that he's in right now. Yeah, and put it this way, uh, Randy Savage didn't get a 10-bell salute. I'm pretty sure Bruno San Martino didn't get a 10-bell salute. He might have, I don't remember. it's, It's possible, but, you know, Pat Patterson, not only was he the great Pat Patterson, a legend and everything, he was Vince McMahon's best friend. Those two were incredibly tight. So if his his send-off sent a little more extravagance, that's maybe even people would say, maybe he even got too much because how are you going to top that like when Hogan dies, right? Oh yeah. God! Because he is the he is the biggest thing in the business. Like, but like it's it's different because him and Vince had a very close relationship. You know, Luke Harper, great talent, but mid card guy, right? I mean, the the card that they gave him is appropriate. You know, Drew saying it's Monday. You know what that means? Appropriate. All of the superstars, like you know, breaking even using Brody Lee or whatever they want to use, appropriate. And and to Kay's point, yeah, don't steal the thunder. It's you don't need to. Go up above and beyond with a ten bell salute like that. It's like you know, it, it yeah. it's it's sad. It's tragic. Shad Gaspard died more tragically. I'll say that in my opinion, he died more tragically. And he didn't get a ten bell. Salute. He didn't get a ten bell salute, but he got a card, right? Yeah. It's like wrestling fans. There's more important things to complain about. All right, New Year's New Year's. Yeah. It was almost called New Year's Bash. All right, come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that that is that is very true. And there was also was Tom Phillips started the Raw broadcast saying it's Monday. You know what that means? Was it almost phenomenal? Uh, it was um, not Mustafa. Um, Ricochet did a did a discus lariat. Um, Xavier Woods went all out and did the total Luke Harper discus lariat. He did the Harper clothesline. I mean, so did so did Ricochet, but uh, but Xavier Woods got it down to a team. And he also had the uh, he had the crazy stare at the end too after they won the match and they were walking backwards, which was kind of cool to see. Because um, they, they, I mean, they love this man, and I don't I don't blame them. And so Cesaro, when I, before we did the show, Cesaro posted something. He says, "I saw this for the first time today and just had to share it on here too." I already texted it to so many friends. So apparently Luke Harper, uh, as he was Luke Harper, wrote, I guess, a book for for Ryan Sadden, I guess, or whoever. It was either Ryan Sadden or, like, freaking Dolph. I don't know who it is. But Cesaro posted this, and it says, Fitness by Luke Harper. Briley, a.k.a. Brigglesworth, a.k.a. Ryan, asked me to contribute to this fitness book he's writing. Why he asked me, I have no idea, but I'll bite. 
I've trained successfully under four people in my life. Arthur Bailey, Tyler Breeze, Rob McIntyre, and Josh Galagos. Each one had their own way of doing things, and some, namely Tyler Breeze, had no idea what they were doing. Art used the Schwarzenegger <laughs> method. McIntyre was a mad scientist with many top names to his credit, and Galagos used a CrossFit base, which is employed by WWE champion Seth Rollins. Breeze, though, had absolutely no plan. Based in Colts' gym in Tampa, Florida, Miss Petite Blonde was a terrible <laughs> was terrible as a personal trainer. It was obviously not his first calling as he cut his teeth as a train conductor in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Breeze's first love was having a good tan. I was embarrassed <laughs> to call him a trainer until one day in promo class, Billy Gunn commented on my shoulder and arm definition. I was shocked and amazed as I thought there was no way that the breeze method was working. Truth be told, it wasn't. I was just eating super well for months, thanks to my wonderful wife, Amanda. My guns look great. No thanks to you, Tyler Breeze. <laughs> yes, add the laugh track. Thank you. <laughs> I've been waiting all night to use that one. <laughs> And so that just seems to be the kind of guy he was. He's always trying to rib the boys, try to pop the boys, try to make everybody feel feel welcome. And that's that's the that's what I got from everybody's uh, I guess dedications to to John Hubbard. It's just absolutely wild. It's tragedy. Um, it's a tragedy among it tragedies. It's you know, it's, like I like I said at the beginning of the show, there's been a lot of deaths this year in wrestling. Um but him and Shad they hit the hardest. Oh my god! Because they were so just, they were so young with young kids, and especially Shad with saving his son. Yeah, doing what any uh, father would do. Yeah, saving son. And I, I looked back at it. Somebody put like this one was mural or whatever of people that passed away in wrestling. There's been at least one prominent wrestler or wrestling figure each month of 2020 that's passed away. Oh god! Yeah, we 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 well, someone should do an in memoriam. Yeah, it's great. When we're talking, uh, the Rock's father, Rocky Johnson, uh, the last of the Road Warriors, uh, passed away. Fink passed away. If you guys remember, I, that was so long ago. Fink, oh, my oh God. that's right. Fink was this year. He was over the summer. Yeah, Pat Patterson passed away. Obviously, mm-hmm. Chad, uh, John Hubbard, and um, Hikaru Shida was passed away via suicide. Not Hikaru Shida. Um, I was to say, Kimura. she's a champion. Sorry. Yeah, not Hikaru Shida. I said, like, what? Sorry, sorry, no, it's my fault. Hannah Kimura, my apologies. Hannah Kimura passed away uh, via suicide. She's a Japanese performer. And a couple of other names that I can't remember off the top of my head at this moment. Oh, um, Kamala, I believe, passed away as well. Yeah, because R.I.P. Kamala, people think it was Kamala Harris. Yes. Because <laughs> R.I.P. Kamala was trending. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, Kamala, uh, Kamala passed the guest slap track. You're going to have oh way too much fun with this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been a lot. It's been a lot for, for wrestlers. And I think uh, one last thing before we go, uh, and I do want to – I do actually do want to read Bray's um, tribute to to him because it is going to – gonna bring bring it home for everybody but another thing that was pointed to me is the director of dark side of the ring who is a giant wrestling fan made a good point he's he said i don't know if any of our major wrestling companies are doing it now but they need to start employing like mental health services or employing mental health workers or social workers or mental health counselors 
for their performance because their performance have been going through a lot, especially this year. Have them on retainer, whatever you need to do. And I, I actually kind of agree with that. Yeah. You know, we're 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 demanding so much from these people, especially in times like this, to go through screenings and to perform. And they are watching, at this point, they are watching their peers pass away right in front of them. You know, and they're and now they have to turn around and put a smile on their face. Yeah. Well all their mentors as yeah. well. Yeah, and their mentors, you know. And they they have to turn around and smile for the camera. And that is so hard. So amazingly hard to, to get through and not come out unscathed. Well, there's there's a lot even to be said about that too, because right, you think you think like like ten years ago, right? Like yeah. A lot of a lot of wrestlers died. A lot of wrestlers die young. That just that comes with the business. But nowadays, right, when a wrestler dies, no matter who it is, they get tons, thousands upon thousands of social media posts. They get memories. They have wrestlers mem- rem- reminiscing. They have network specials. They have so many things that, like, it's like a it's like a memorial. It's like this. It's like that. The wrestlers have to all then see all of that and feel all that emotion. When yes, it's support system, but it's also it's like, damn. It's a, it's it's a lot. To, it's a lot to take in. It's all to sink in. As opposed to ten years ago, you get a card on the Raw, and that's it. Yeah, you go on. So it's like all the celebration. It's good. It's great. It's phenomenal. But the ling it lingers. Yeah, it, it's it, harder it, it, to move it. on. It is hard. Um, I do want to. I do want to read Bray Wyatt's thing, which is really hard um, for for everybody. But I'll take. I'll take on Miss Cross um, to to read it. He just looking at Bray Wyatt's Instagram. He's posting pictures of Bray Wyatt and uh, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper and his sons, and these a bunch of photos of Luke. Uh, Luke Harper when he was Luke Harper and a whole bunch of stuff when they were all working together and this one time where they all bought they all were messing with with Hubbard because they all bought a shirt that they made for that he, him for his whole yeah 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 thing um, but he he does say this uh, <clears throat> he Bray, Bray Wyatt under the Windham Rotunda which is his real name on Instagram says uh, you were my best friend my brother my partner my Terry Gordy we changed this whole game because we refused to do it any way but our way. We were always at our best when we were a team. I think we both knew it. We fought like brothers because we were. I'm so goddamn pissed. This isn't how it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be us, fat, bald, and useless, running running Wyatt family spots in high school gyms in our 70s. Where do we go now? What do I do knowing I'll never hear your condescending sarcasm as I'm riding high? I miss you so fucking much already. I would do anything just to just live through our worst moments again. I can't believe you're gone. I'm so sorry, brother. I'm so sorry. You will always be a part of me, whether I like it or not. Without you, everything is different. And I hope Amanda, Amanda's John Hubbard's wife, truly knows But I'm here not to just say it, but because I love them too. I will make sure your son knows the incredible man you were not the legends people will tell but the real you that very few people got to see i promise i'll put him over clean and dark matches when he's old enough just like i promised <laughs> <laughs> i'm hurting so bad i wish i had a chance to say goodbye but then again it's saturday and you know what that means save me a seat next to you wherever you are that's be there when it's time goodbye forever brody i love you signed windham or windham or windham <laughs> yeah, Bray, Bray Wyatt deserves that one. That was yeah. 
phenomenal. Yeah, uh, and who knows? I mean, obviously they just burned off his character, but <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I can only imagine the the shape that he's going to be in when he returns from this. I, I don't even know how, like how how he's going to function. Or when we're going to see him again? He's wearing the rumble. He's coming back as a face. Yeah, you know. Well, but we'll see what happens. But I guess uh, some final words from everybody on on Mister on Mister John Hubbard, Kate Murphy. Um, I don't know. I don't really have much more to say. This fucking sucks. I hope the wrestling community can, you know, heal. And I hope that the divide that normally exists between you know fans of all the brands can it can just stop. Like, we can just be wrestling fans. Like, it doesn't matter what show you watch. But that's just the lesson I hope that comes out of this. Yeah. At least. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tarasak. You appreciate what you got while you have it. Um, if your father's alive, call him, tell him you love him. Or go in the living room and tell him you love him. Uh, my dad is 61. 20 years older than Luke Harper or John Hoover. Sorry. So... It can happen to anybody, you know, just watch your health, stay safe, stay healthy, Mm. do the best you can. You know, it was a guy whose sky was the limit. You know, they say 40, 40 years old is when you really reach your wrestling prime. It's when you got everything figured out. It's when you do your best. So I can't help but think and feel sad that we lost him when he was on the peak of his absolute best. Yeah. Uh the New Day said this thing on the podcast a lot because you know I'm a New Day Mark. Um, they say we, we they they have this thing about giving their they're saying is give people their flowers while they're alive because a lot of times you die and you get flowers you know at your funeral and stuff. But they wanted to reverse that and give people flowers when they're alive. And I think that's a big thing. All, all too often, whether it be a wrestler, whether it be anybody in our life, we like to compliment them when we know we're not going to be there anymore. Which kind of sucks because that person can't even hear it and doesn't know that they're appreciated. And a lot of times you're appreciated a lot more posthumously than when you were alive. Um, and so, the, you know, I, I feel that if there's anything you get from all of our talking about Mr. Hubbard, besides the fact that he was a very cynical and really funny guy, which we probably would have got to get got got along really well. Oh, we um, would have been the best of friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that to to let the people. Give the people in your life the flowers that they that you feel like they deserve while you can still give it to them and show that they are appreciated. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to recap the, the the more happier parts of 20, 2020 and then look towards the future of wrestling as well as the future of Kings of the Rings podcast. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. Uh, we love you. And we will see you guys after this break. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight, Vance Chapel from The Delight Show, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Great Scott. This is Mr. Fritz from the Game Changer Podcast, here to tell you about a show on the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon called The 20 Bell Salute. A 20-year look back into the past of pop culture and pro wrestling. The movies, the TV shows, the video games, the music, 
and the wrestling. Right here on the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon for only five bucks a month. So join me, your favorite historian, Mr. Fretz, in the Y2K compliant DeLorean as I go back into the past and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. What's up, guys? This is Man Chapel, the Monday Night Delight, and you're listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast only on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Rings podcast, exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio. It is New Year's. It is going to be New Year's. It's a happy New Year. This is New Year's Eve episode, the first ever uh, New Year's Eve episode that I think we've ever done for the show. So this is like uncharted territory for us. Uh, so, you know, in lieu of doing an award show, because who doesn't do award show around this year, uh, I kind of just want to do our own, I guess, p- kind of personal retrospectives on the major brands that we cover. And I mean major brands, I mean WWE, meaning Raw and SmackDown. NXT is kind of its separate alternate world within WWE. And then also, of course, AEW over WEA, depending on how long you've been listening to us as an entire show. Uh, so we're just going to, you know, kind of spitball here with the high points and low points of what we thought about the year, what those specific brands and kind of what we want to see for the future so i'm covering wwe because who didn't see that coming um and i guess i'll kind of just kind of go first uh so the weird thing with wwe was kind of everything was smooth sailing for the most part you had a fantastic rumble you had edge return everything was pointing to a pretty unreal wrestlemania uh, event in Tampa. I was pumped. I was going to get a lightsaber. I was going to do a whole bunch of crazy shit. I was might have also going to, going to go party with Hulk Hogan the day after Mania, but that's a total another story because things didn't happen um, because obviously the pandemic hit and WWE, try as they may, uh, to hold out as long as possible, could not hold out and they were cha- they were forced to change the event that they had been planning for 14 months in only a span of about 14 days. And as weird as it was, uh, they put on a two-day, they put on a two-night event, and it was the highest, not the highest rate, it was the most watched WrestleMania of all time. Um, and so I think the theme with, uh, with with WWE this year is just going like, you're rolling with the punches, and the show must go on no matter what, and so you have to find a way to make it work. And even after WrestleMania um, happened, they were still kind of struggling to make the pandemic thing work. You had empty arenas, they, the, the camera angles were off, it didn't seem to work. Some of the storylines were kind of botched because you, you had to adjust, and then they fucking adjusted. Holy shit. The Thunderdome came out and it changed the game. And things just were more exciting. Pyro was back. Fans were kind of back. You had, uh, you know, and things just kind of went on and up and up. And WWE, for the first time in a very long time, because they were forced to, had to become really, really creative. And they relied on some of their top performers and gave people that didn't necessarily get a whole lot of shot in the in the previous years more of a shot. Uh, iconically, Sasha Banks and Bailey ran wrestling all summer. 
they were the they were the biggest thing in wrestling, especially in WWE, and they helped to kind of steer the ship for a little bit. You had obviously the the downplay of Becky and Charlotte wasn't really around. Um, Drew McIntyre had an unbelievable year. He came into his own, and it's a shame that he didn't get the get the recognition from the fans that he deserved, but he still had his moments. And then it all came full circle with Roman Reigns returning and finally becoming the character we all knew he could be. Um, and now you go back to SmackDown from this past week, the day after, uh, or no, it was Christmas. It was Christmas uh, SmackDown, highest rated SmackDown in the history of SmackDown on Fox. Four million people within the first hour. Wow. Yeah, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four million people in the first hour. Yeah, on Christmas. And let me tell you, if you watched the first hour of SmackDown from last week, they fucking delivered. The cage Holy match. Crap. Yeah. Well, the lit. cage match was really good, and then all the women came out to cut a one-line promo, and then it was a tag match. It, but even the tag match was creative. I mean, that might have been Madonna, but uh, I mean, Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso had a fantastic match. But yeah, that was won great. The title. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it ended <laughs> um, strong. It, it it ended real strong, and they only dropped to three point three of in the second hour too, as well. Uh, which again, I hate talking about rings. That's something I want to eliminate. Um, but WWE, I think, is on the up and up. Uh, you know, and I think they're they're maintaining their they're maintaining uh, their their place in wrestling right now. And they should never be compared to AEW. And AEW should more still never be compared to WWE because they're two they're two entities doing completely different things uh, from a completely different style standpoint. Uh, but I think they're on. I think WWE is in a good position right now. They. We're forced to be innovative, but their innovations have been really successful. What I want to see next year a lot, um, especially with WWE, I want them to rely more on SmackDown as being the A show because SmackDown is their most consistent show compared to Raw. Raw's still struggling, and SmackDown just has the stars right now. Roman's at the top of his game. Sasha's damn near untouchable. Sasha might be more popular than Roman on Fridays. Um, and Biggie is about to blow up. Like no one's business. Um, I think Raw needs to be solidified as their as their show, um, and you just gotta you gotta work your way through it with. I'm uh, not Raw, sorry. SmackDown needs to be solidified as a show. And you just need to work your way through through Raw through Raw, and maybe Raw just needs to become more Raw. We've almost set two people on fire in the last two weeks that were Raw talent. Keep burning people. Screw it. Let's do it. Have the hurt business. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want the Hurt Business to be more prominent because I think they are, and I think the Hurt Business has a lot of potential. Um, but Raw's going to Raw's going to need some work, but I think SmackDown's the show that they need to start pushing forward, especially because Fox has been doing so damn much for them. Uh, Match-wise and Superstar-wise, obviously I mentioned the big superstars. you got Roman, Sasha, Bailey, Andrew McIntyre really stood out this year. Um and the my the match of the year that's gonna be talked about for years and years to years to come, based on innovation alone, is that graveyard match. No Boneyard. one saw that coming. Boneyard, sorry, Boneyard Graveyard. There's dead people there's dead people involved. AJ Styles came out of a casket, yes. Uh the Boneyard match was just uh just in a cinematic masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> it was the perfect 
perfect uh perfect way for the undertaker to really kind of go because we're not counting survivor series because that was (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so i really like this thing they had a little bit of low points like uh like extreme rules the horror show uh but they they kind of had that low which is kind of expected but they recovered really well the thunderdome helped um, and the, the the return of Roman also really helped. So overall, WWE had a pretty had a pretty solid and innovative year. That's my recap, really quickly, of WWE. Uh, let's move it over to uh, Toast the Terror Shock. Talk about the AE Dubs. Uh, well, a lot of AEW was was really good. You had a you had a lot of crazy moments happen in this WEA this year. <laughs> um, like remember back in the beginning of the year, MJF gave Cody ten lashes with a belt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was this year. And <laughs> Cody oversold it a little bit, but MJF beat the living shit out of him. Okay, and okay your hands are in the air. What's going on? I have breaking news. Kay has breaking news. A soccer star for 14 years and a hockey star for six. <laughs> All right, continue, Will. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll let you know later. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, put it this way. Put, think of it this way. Matt Hardy and Brody Lee arrived on Dynamite on the exact same night. They, a, AEW did a that lot a of, yeah, they did a lot of crazy things. Um, you know, you had the, the stamp, the, uh, the uh, stampede match. Right, that, fucking. That was the arena match, right? Fucking phenomenal. It was supposed to be like the um, the uh, like the supreme cage match, whatever was going to be ridiculous thing was going to be called, right? Yeah. But the stadium stampede was one of the most crazy, unpredictable matches, <laughs> fucking ever. You had uh, <laughs> Hangman Adam Page riding on a horse. You know, Hangman Adam Page became a star. Sammy Guevara became a star, and then kind of not became a star. Orange Cassidy. Became a huge star. Remember his like his first actual match against Pac at last year's Revolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mwah. gorgeous. <laughs> like a we you know we give a lot of shit to AEW. You know, like Wardlow broke out his first match against Cody Rhodes, where Cody obviously busted open in that steel cage that happened on TV. Um. Great match, you know, Orange Cassidy's feud with Chris Jericho. Jericho, the fucking champion, and as soon as he dropped that belt, he kind of did exactly what he was supposed to do. He kind of faded in, set to his inner circle, focused on the young guys, and him and MJF have been doing great work. Um, Like, the, uh, the fucking MJF sing-along was great, you know. Although, AEW has been the, has kind of had some missteps. Like, Mike Tyson debuted, and then... <laughs> yeah, where where did it go? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> no one knows. He went and fought Holyfield. That's what happened. He uh, he announced his next fight and he fought Holyfield again. So, uh, no, that 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 first time, like a, a few months ago. Wait, did they really fight? Yeah, they, him and, uh, him and Evander, Evander Holyfield Junior. Like not Junior, Evander Holyfield fought in an exhibition a few weeks ago. Oh shit! Yeah, where have you been? Um, <laughs> The parking lot brawl between the inner circle and best friends. Fucking amazing. Uh, the inner circle getting juiced by Orange Cassie when Jericho wore that same suit for like six weeks in a row. 
god. Fucking amazing. Um, a lot of things they did this year were really good, but the women's division. <laughs> their women's division. <laughs> their women's division. <laughs> their women's division. <laughs> uh, uh, should I say their women's division or should I say the NWA's women's division? You're better off saying the NWA's women's division. Right? The I... NWA's women's oh, division uh... is much better than AEW's women's division because the women's <laughs> AEW's women's division is fucking awful. You had the uh, the fake TNT championship, which which I'm gonna give a hang on. Let me get the sound by. It's gonna be a. <laughs> Yeah, no one knows what the fuck it was. I'll play it again. Yep, your guess yeah, is yeah, your guess exactly. is as good as mine. Where that fake fucking belt was, and as soon at least at least as soon as it came back, Brody again? Lee threw it in the fucking trash and broke it to pieces. What was that, Kay? Ashley, can you do that one more time? Oh my god. <laughs> Don't, don't ask me how I found it. But yeah, the AEW's women's division. Fucking fucking terrible. That's something out of Twin Peaks. I I just I just touted a confused old man. <laughs> but um, also AEW, Jake the Snake coming back. With his 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 his, his, his pro, blah, 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 promo on Cody with Lance Archer, fucking phenomenal. Then you have Taz just <laughs> making me lol all the time. It's just him and Cody. It's a lot of Cody in AEW. Who'd have thought? Um, <laughs> and fucking Brand Brandy's pregnant. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> great great year for AEW. Um, I completely agree with Ricky. You cannot compare it with. Um, with WWE, it's not fair. You shouldn't do it. I mean, I get why you do it. I'm talking to you, Mark fans. I get why you do it. And yeah, sometimes I do it too. But you really shouldn't because it's two very different products with two very different ratings. AEW loves saying shit at least three times a week on their television. <laughs> WWE loves saying bitch at least once a week on their television. It's not the same. <laughs> I, I like the edginess of AEW. I like the adultness of AEW. I like when fucking Eddie Kingston talks about his mother on AEW. Um, I, lo I love me some Eddie. Right? Like, they, they do a lot of things right. But again, the women's division. <laughs> the same thing can be said. WWE's tag team division. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And their women's division. <laughs> the women's divisionist doesn't make sense. <laughs> they, well, they, need another, they need another title that's not called the tag team championships. Yes. yes. <laughs> so um a, a, I think I think in terms of innovation, WWE did a much, much better job because they have the experience and the budget. But AEW with like, you know, Matt Hardy's match with uh Sammy Guevara in like the in the in the compound match, you know, uh -huh. the the street fight. Uh, they did some things very clever, but again, the fucking, like, it's it, sometimes it's, it's two indies, like anything Colt Cabana does, um, <laughs> is this two indies, um, like the, the, the Mimosa Mayhem match. Oh my God. Very indies, like, 
I think they kind of get that. They gotta kind of get that stink off a little bit. It does set them apart a little bit, sure, but it's a little too much, and there's a little too much flippy shit. It's too many high moves, not enough selling. They need to slow down. Like everything Jr. says is correct, because like especially a young bucks match. I'm gonna say it again. It looks very choreographed. It's like a bunch, like a bunch of natties of wrestling. It's like it's very like sometimes it's it's very fluid, but sometimes it's very choppy. It's very blocky. It's just like okay, you're just you're practicing wrestling on TV. Yeah, it's like what Triple H says. It's like when Triple H says he says it's the NXT talent all the time. It looks like you're playing wrestler. It doesn't look like you're a wrestler. Yes. Yes, and I, I do get there with AEW sometimes, but sometimes it's really real, and sometimes it feels really real, and sometimes the brutality. Mention how I didn't mention John Moxley at all in any of these praisings of AEW. You mean the number one wrestler in the world? Yeah, the number one wrestler in the world because, like, yeah, his character was good, his matches were okay, but he, like, he <laughs> wasn't he wasn't there a lot. <laughs> he wasn't he just wasn't he just didn't show up a lot. He wasn't yeah. really on TV that much. He didn't really do that much. He cut a lot of like dark promos like him in like the desert. Right? Like <laughs> or him in the back with like with like a like a, a trash can. This is like what, what is John Moxley doing? Um so I think Kenny is a much better champion. I'm really excited to see what Kenny does. Um, I wonder if TNA wonders where their owner is. <laughs> oh, it's it's Impact. It's no longer TNA. Sorry, Impact. I wonder if Impact's just like, hey, don't you have our company to run into the ground? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, have I stalled enough? Is Kay Murphy back yet so she can give us the yeah, NXT no, rundown? I've stalled, I've stalled enough so, she, so they can come back. <laughs> Kay Murphy, please take yeah. the reins. Yeah, real quick, Kay, before you start, I do want to... I do want to reference Impact because I think of all the brands in wrestling, what has the most benefit from next year, it is Impact because mm-hmm. Impact um, has the best women's division that you don't know about. Their yes. women's division is very, very good. In fact, their champion, former NXT standup turned raw jobber, uh, Deanna Perrazzo, her Impact Women's Champion, was the Impact Superstar of the Year. Okay, she was the best performer in all of Impact, and she did have a match with Jordan Grace, which was unbelievable. So if anybody can benefit from wrestling in next year, it's Impact. And if that women's division gets a chance to shine, it's going to be very, very interesting what happens. But moving, we can probably talk about Impact, because I think they're going to be, and my my bold prediction is I think they're going to be big next year. Which is really weird to say, but I think Impact is going to make an impact. Um, but but before we talk about Impact, or will, if we ever talk about Impact, we do need to talk about uh, the fan favorite, the Mark favorite probably, or the old Mark favorite before AEW went into there, uh, NXT. Kay Murphy, what do you have about our NXT recap this year? Um, so I'm going to start my NXT love fest by saying... <laughs> So you know how I how I romanticize the ECW reboot and how I swear it's my favorite wrestling that's ever been made ever. <laughs> and you're Don't so wrong. Like how dare you? <laughs> yeah. How Don't dare you, Kay? <laughs> <laughs> so like I was trying to figure out my top ten matches of 2020 just for fun last week, and like 
all my shit was coming up NXT or NXT UK. So it's safe to say that like NXT has replaced ECW for me. Clearly. Yeah. Um, hence why I, I guess I'm the NXT human today. Um, my my retrospective is a pink post-it with 10 matches on it that I really liked. <laughs> Plus some other tidbits that happened in 2020 that I forgot happened. Mara left WWE this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm bereft i if i wasn't already in therapy i would need to go to therapy um i miss him terribly he's my favorite announcer of all time there are so many moments that i want him to call that he's not going to like all i've ever wanted was to hear him call the main event at mania i mean who knows it could happen one day but right now it won't and it fucking sucks. Um, but Wade Barrett came back. Hooray. Um, hey, I I like Wade Barrett. I know I, I know I like him a lot. But like we have Mara Ronaldo. It's always going to be a step down. But Wade's doing a good job. Yeah, he's great. I'm enjoying him. But. Vic, Fuck I'm me. all about Vic Joseph. All right, I am on the Vic <laughs> Joseph train. Vic I think. Joseph <laughs> I think he's amazing. I think he is so good. (laughs) He is so good. He was stuck in 205 Live for a while. That's why you didn't hear about him. So, NXT started this year with NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. That pay-per-view is fucking fuego. Um, And it produced my match of the year. It, which was Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. Because it was just a clinic. And it was perfection. And this was before wrestling fell apart. And this was before the worlds fell apart. Like, this match happened January 12, 2020. And nothing bad happened. Kobe didn't die yet. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah. This is, this is pre-Kobe. Like, BK, I guess. It would be the before marker. Kobe. Yeah, it would yeah. be right before Kobe, yeah. So, BK, we got this dope-ass pay-per-view. We were supposed to get NXT UK TakeOver mm. Dublin in June. We were. That has now been rescheduled to next June, which, I again, I hope it goes on. Um, What else happened this year on NXT? They brought back In Your House in June. Oh, I loved every moment. And it was fantastic. The Great American Bash came back for reasons. Yeah, because it's the Great American fucking Bash. And at the the Great American Bash, Keith Lee became a double champion. And it was glorious. Um... NXT turned 30. NXT TakeOver turned 30. And Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher murdered each other, which is very nice. That was at 30? It was at 30, wasn't it? It was at 30. Um, you know what's really funny? I don't mean to break you up, but like, you know what's really funny about this? NXT 30 was great, but it just wasn't as good as everything else that NXT did this year. Yeah, NXT 30 was like the worst one. <laughs> 
That's wild. <laughs> and it wasn't bad at all. Um, Portland, I remember being bananas. Um, Keith and Dijakovic had their classic. Portland had no reason being that damn good. But it was. Um, the number... The, the, ah, I'm very high, y'all. Um, Worlds Collide happened this year. And something I... 2020 has been so long that I didn't know Worlds Collide happened this year. I thought it happened like two years ago. But two of the best tag matches happened this year. DIY versus Mustache Mountain happened this year. And yes. Undisputed Era and Imperium happened. Yes, it did. And they were great. Um, the number one human featured on my list this year is Io Shirai because... The NXT Women's Division, Will. Do you have a soundbite for the Women's Division? Uh, NXT Women's Division? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's yeah. the best Women's Division in all of wrestling. It is. It's the greatest. Um, I put down Io Shirai versus Shotzi, that non-title match in September on NXT. Okay. Fire, EO versus Rhea Ripley when they went for the women's title on NXT in November. Okay, yeah, all right, I remember that. And EO and Rhea and Charlotte in the triple threat. That that was in your house. Mm-hmm. When EO won the title. Mm-hmm. What else is on my list? And she jumped um, off the roof of the house. She did. <laughs> um, Finn Balor returned. We spoke about that. Um. Kyle O'Reilly made my list twice. Um, him versus Pete Dunn on on NXT in November. Like I like a lot of my matches happened on fucking TV. Like that speaks for the quality of NXT. That like my favorite matches from the year happened on a Wednesday at eight o'clock. Like I think that's you know really what that great. means. I know what that means. Um, so yeah, Pete Dunn versus Kyle O'Reilly was a couple weeks ago. It was really dope, and. My almost match of the year was Finn and O'Reilly at TakeOver 31. And now they're going to have a rematch at New Year's Evil. Also, NXT UK was pretty dope this year. Except, like, it didn't Ultra exist. Versus Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. Like, that match, I feel, is putting going to put UK on the map. And I've been saying for years that show is really good. And no one believes me or no one puts the time in or maybe it's I don't know what the deal is why people aren't willing to watch it it's because it happens at 3 on a Thursday but you can watch it whenever you want like there's no excuse Uh, but like it's really worth the watch there's a lot of really good talent on UK that has been featured on regular NXT, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, Grizzled Young Veterans, Tony Storm's Imperium, blood. Tony Storm's ass. Um, yeah, baby. All, all <laughs> great. Wrong, wrong one. There it is. There it is. Here. Tony Storm's ass is not a laughing matter. No. Um, but the other thing that happened in NXT UK this year was the Speaking Out movement ran rampant through the internet and the wrestling community. But it wasn't just NXT, that was everywhere. Yeah, but you, it started with the UK. 
That is very correct, yes. So a solid chunk of the NXT UK roster got called out for sexual inappropriation and things of that nature. And yeah, 2020 happened. <laughs> but yeah, at the end yeah, of it, wrestling was... But despite all the tragedy and all of the mishaps in 2020, NXT was the best fucking brand in wrestling this year. And next year, I hoped I hope Halloween Havoc and all of the other classic pay-per-views return. Um, I hope Halloween Havoc is an actual pay-per-view next year, though, and not a TV special. I think Shotzi Blackheart will be women's champion next year. Um, I think that I think the Cameron Grimes needs to go away. How dare you? <laughs> Doesn't need to go to the moon. To 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 the moon. <laughs> Sorry, it's a RuPaul song. But every time he says to the moon, I hear that song in my head, and I still don't like him. Like he makes me think of RuPaul, and I hate him. Um. He can go away, but he won't. I think the Grizzled Young Veterans will be tag team champions at some point this year. Absolutely. Like, I want to take, like, I don't wear shoes in my house, but, like, they make me want to wear shoes in my house so I can take off my shoes. Shoes off if you hit Gibson. Deadass. Um, what do you guys want to see for NXT in 2020? Oh, oh my god. Um what do I want to see? What do you wish for, Wiki? What do, what do I wish for? Thank you. Thank you, Max Lord. Um <laughs> I wish that the NXT women got a chance at those tag titles. If anybody's going to do those tag titles justice, it's going to be the NXT women's division because they have the women to fucking do it. Um for I want Damian Priest to have a solid run of something and not just like be uh I want Leon Ruff not to be left in the dark, which he's not going to be, which I I don't think that's that's happening with him. Um and I don't know if Shotsu will win the the belt. Uh but honestly I want <laughs> They need to find a way to move, and I, I hate that I'm saying this, but it has to be said because there's nothing to do for him anymore. We need to find a way to close the Velveteen Dream chapter so we can move to something else. Yeah, they got to release I him already. Because I don't even know if they're going to release him, but he's past his time in NXT. There's nothing for him to do anymore. He needs to either get called to Raw or SmackDown or just release him. Yeah, whenever his contract or- is up, just let him go. Allegations and shit aside, I'm fucking bored with him on NXT. The magic's gone. Like the that's a the magic. Velveteen Dream became my piss break, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, the the magic is gone from him, which is a shame because I will argue for a long time until I'm proven otherwise that he's the greatest character creation in the history of NXT. Oh, yeah, for sure. Other yeah. than other than Bull Dempsey, obviously. But yeah, yeah, he is a very good close second. <laughs> yeah, he's the greatest guy. My my other bold thing for NXT, and I'll I'll stop here. Is uh, uh, Prezango, have him be healthy. 
and and doing shit again because NXT and, wrestling, NXT and wrestling is better when Breezango is doing dumb shit. Like, you didn't even mention the surprise return of Breezango and they came out as, as astronauts for no reason. I forgot that they were astronauts. Um, they the tag titles and they came out as astronauts for no reason whatsoever. Breezango is one of my favorite things in professional wrestling. I can't believe I forgot they came back this year, so thank you. There's, there's a lot that happened in wrestling. I don't know. I thought it felt like it was 20. I don't know what was 2019 or what was 2020 anymore. It was a lot. It, and to, to, to just kind of bring it all together, just to like, you know, when you think about wrestling as a whole, there's a lot of shit that happened in wrestling. Negative, obviously, speaking out and all the depths and all, all that hard shit uh, that, that happened. But there was a lot of good wrestling that occurred. And, a, a, and I mean, good wrestling because we were forced to focus on the wrestling and not a lot of exterior stuff but we're also wrestling was also forced to be creative with us mm-hmm. and we got a lot of good stuff out of that you know forced creativity by, by them being put up against the wall like AEW totally revamping their show out of daily's place wwe totally revamping and doing the thunderdome and then nxt totally revamping and creating the capital wrestling center which is like my favorite arena now like it's it's like thunderdome and capital wrestling center um, I fucking love the Thunderdome. I don't yeah. want to hear anyone talking. I hear people talking about the Thunderdome. It's like, dude, you're so wrong. Like, you're just you. Everything you say is just is just wrong. It's just so fucking wrong. It worked really well. Like that's how stupid they sound. <laughs> yeah, the seat in the Capitol Rising Center and the Thunderdome are are just they're just marvels of innovation for for any sort of television performance like it was it's it blows my mind but you also had the rise of the cinematic matches um you know the boneyard match um <laughs> um freaking uh dexter loomis <laughs> dexter loomis's match of halloween havoc with cameron grimes with cameron grimes is just running everywhere the entire time was great. The stadium stampede match in AEW. These are matches that we probably wouldn't have gotten if no. they were touring. Not a chance. The 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 the, the, the expansion of Bray Wyatt's character. Yeah, we wouldn't have gotten that at all. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff that <laughs> Roman being a heel. Roman being a heel. Yeah. All <laughs> the videos of in Johnny and Candace's house. Oh my god, the Johnny and Candace shit is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all of that stuff we wouldn't or even even Bray's match with John Cena at WrestleMania, which I know Will was not really a match, but we wouldn't have gotten that if they were if they were forced to do that in front of a crowd. It wouldn't have happened. Oh, that was one of my favorite WWE matches of the whole year. <laughs> it you know, was dope. And the thing that they had to do like a boneyard match, um, and uh, and the Bray Wyatt whatever match that was in fourteen days, like that's absurd. Yeah. After you Taker's know? brother died too. Yeah, after Taker's brother died too. Yeah, it is. It is wildly absurd the innovation that was going on in wrestling, and I think wrestling as a whole is in a fantastic place. And again, Impact is coming up again. They are they are the roots that grows from concrete. Impact is making an impact again. And wrestling is in a fantastic place. And I will argue it's probably in the best place it's ever been since the Attitude Era. I also will say this hot take, the Attitude Era actually wasn't that great when you look back at it. Well, Attitude Era didn't have good wrestlers, but everything else was yeah. great. Nowadays, there's great wrestlers, but you can miss TV and you don't really miss anything. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a lot more access to to the content as well. Wrestling's um, very overexposed. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, it is. I will say that. Um, so let's just do one thing. What is overall? What is a bold prediction that is of, of for somebody or something that's going to happen in wrestling or something that we hope to happen? So, Mister Tarashak, <laughs> the Rock, the Rock is not coming back. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, a bold prediction. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I know it's not going to happen. But I really, I really want Rhea Ripley to win the Rumble. I want. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> I really. Well, here's the thing. Remember when Rhea Ripley was doing a run in? She did her stomp. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she screwed it up. Yeah, yeah. Vince saw that and was like, "Are you out of your fucking mind? She's not beating Charlotte at WrestleMania. Send her back." Mm. So. And I don't think enough has changed for her to make Vince see otherwise. So I don't think it's going to happen. I think we we are stuck in NXT for a little while. Mm. But I my love serious, my serious women's prediction is Sonya. But my heart wants it to be Eva. <laughs> she just wants to see the world burn. Yeah. Other than other than that, I think Daniel Bryan's going to retire. I agree. Yeah, it's gonna happen. And Ric Flair is probably gonna die. Shut yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. K Murphy, what are your some of your bold predictions? Goldberg's winning the rumble. Goldberg <laughs> is winning the title. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna leave and join AEW. I need a Goldberg sounder. It's <laughs> 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 um, Bill Goldberg's gonna make all my dreams come true. Um, I think John Cena's gonna retire. Oh no, I, Randy's way too close to that sixteen. I, I think he's done. I think he's. This is the first two years since I think two thousand like four or some shit that he hasn't been on Raw. Not once. Is he gonna be on Legends Night tomorrow? John Cena relegated to Legends Night. <laughs> Did he get on Legends Night? Not, 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 not that we know of. Mickey James is though. Which I fuck Legends Night. <laughs> it's just old school Raw with a new name. You might as well, might as, might as well just call it. We really want ratings. Ratings don't matter with Raw at this point. Um, I mean. I don't know. Between the pa- between John Cena going to Hollywood and now the pandemic and all of these things, I just I don't think he's going to come back. I'm very upset about it. Mm. Um, what else do I predict happening in 2021? Um, I'm waiting for Peter Dunn to come to Raw or SmackDown. Oh, not happening anytime soon. I know. Uh, what else do you think is going to happen? I know Jeff Hardy's going to be mistreated for another year. <laughs> or just retire. So, Please retire, Jeff. Please retire, Jeff. Well, how much time do you, either of you know how much time he's left on his contract? Because I don't. Didn't, I don't he, know, didn't just, he sign a new deal? He That's might have. Thought. And they just trade. they just applied for copyrights for the Hardy Bros. What? 
Yeah, you're welcome. Sorry. Uh, my prayer for 2021 is that Matt Riddle leaves the WWE and they get rid of this Hardy Bros bullshit. It's not going to happen. Oh my god, I'm so mad now. I just want to go. Ugh. I don't like that at all. Okay, I've got some bold predictions right yeah, now. Here's, here's one that's never going to happen, but I would love for it because controversy in wrestling Twitter. Candy Cartwright gets signed by WWE. I wish that would happen. Sign Candy Cartwright, and then you leave her and Matt Riddle far away from each other because Candy Cartwright will be in NXT. Uh, my bolder prediction for AEW, MJF finally takes a seat at the top of AEW and wins the AEW world title. Uh, we finally get a women's secondary title in WWE. Call it the Evolution Championship. Um, <laughs> and we call it the TNT title. We'll call it the USA title, not the United <laughs> States Championship, <laughs> the USA Network title. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they'll call it. Um, what is going to be? Uh, uh, what is I said? Oh, Impact is going to be relevant again uh, because they are going to steal somebody, and they're going to be, and it's going to be named Nick Aldis. Even though I know it's not true because he just signed with end up re-signed with NWA because they got this option picked up. But he's not he's not lasting that long. Um and my other bold prediction probably uh is oh, okay. I think after my bold prediction after Gargano gets Austin Theory over. Well, my position is Austin Theory wins the NXT Championship next year, but I think Gargano is going to be on his way out once he's done with this stint as the way. Out of wrestling or just out of NXT? I think out of wrestling. What does he have to do next? He's great. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. He's great. And I don't know, and I hope I'm proven, I'm proven wrong. I probably will be. But what else, what else could he do in NXT? He has nothing left to do in NXT. He's just a delight to watch. But he Shamba doesn't really have down. much either. Although he's getting a fight pit match with Thatcher, which thank the Lord they're bringing the fight pit back. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, who knows? And the not so bold prediction is Alistair's getting released. Oh, for sure. Um, oh, I thought of another prediction. Real quick, what is it? Well, it's twins are going to be women's tag titles. Oh my fucking god! I'm right. I know I'm right. My God, no! Please stop! Stop the pain! Stop the pain! <laughs> no, I don't mean this. Isn't me in an Eva Marie sort of way where I'm trying to get the world to burn down? I genuinely believe in my heart and soul they are coming back in 2021 and they are going to win the titles. Yeah, that that's it happens. It happens. Also, here I'm going to make people cry. Becky Lynch will never come back because she's going to go to Hollywood. Watch. Fuck you. <laughs> if she's smart. <laughs> yeah the man's run probably ended this year uh be but as it may you know we talked about things that are going to happen and that we think might actually happen in wrestling for next year um and by the way if you're still listening to this as we've been going on forever happy new year um but Three, two, one. <laughs> you know um but here's some things that are going to happen with with kings the- <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. I love that noise. I'm going to hate that soundbite. <laughs> but here's some things that are going to happen on this show next year. Some things you have to look forward to. Obviously, match of the week, king of the night. But we're going to do a superstar of the month and a you know favorite match of the month, which is going to help for us to predict this time next year, our match of the year and our, you know, wrestler of the year performer of the year whatever the hell we're gonna call it. we might even bring oh, we're doing stats shoot. again yeah Fuck. we are gonna do stats <laughs> and I'm, it's gonna be running we're gonna have a tally we have a website for it it's called articles of war check it out oh my hope... god do you remember when i was gonna do daddies of the year and then i stopped by february you we i mean we could give you a whole daddy thing for the year which is perfectly what if you want to do that we could talk about it off air Oh no, Roman Reigns is Daddy of the Year, no question. But like, <laughs> That's he true. took a shirt. He took his shirt off in 2020. Yeah. 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 In 2021, Roman... te- oh, and he got new teeth. 2021, Roman's becomes the ultimate heel and puts his shirt back on. <laughs> becomes a face again. <laughs> um, but also with Kings of the Rings podcast, you obviously have Match of the Week, King of the King of the Night, Match of the Month, King, of, you know, Superstar of the Month, whatever we're gonna call it. But we're bringing back an oldie but a goodie as well, folks, because yes, for the first time in like almost two years, or ever since I decided to turn heel on our own show and kick off Will from a show for like three weeks, um, <laughs> Tip of the Crown is gonna be coming back in full force. I don't know if we're going to highlight it on this show, but our fa- my favorite tweets of the week featuring the best and potentially probably also at the same time the worst, the wrestling Twitter, are going to be highlighted each and every week as part of the Kings of the Rings brand. We also are dabbling with, you know, obviously a soundboard and video live streaming. You get to see our pretty faces Ooh. on a weekly basis. Maybe. We're working on it. Those are some stuff you have to look for. Obviously, we I would be remiss if I didn't say the thank you to all of our other members of WrestleMania Radio. Obviously, Zach Razik and the YLP, Young Lions Respective, Mr. Fretz and Fretzelmania, um, Mance, Mr. Delight. If you're hearing this, Mance, we obviously love you and we care about you. And we hope that you're doing real well because I know uh, at this point you're still working on, you know, giving some people your flower their flowers that while you still can and we are here to support you in all of that and also big shout out to all of our patreon members kavita jermaine uh unfortunately slack <laughs> uh the vaz fam- shout out to the fucking vaz family the hbic sweatshirt buyers of the year <laughs> at this point mvps um, of the year yes addy and the rest of our patreon members thank you guys for all of your support throughout this entire year we couldn't do this without you quite literally uh because someone has to listen to us each and every week on a consistent basis and thank you to to you guys for for listening to to us for this long and also thank you to my to my co-host will and the k murphy formerly kate murphy but now k murphy t-h-e-k-a-e murphy um you Isn't guys it fun are- yeah, right? You're just name changing all the time. You're like Madonna every decade. Um, I love it. <laughs> you guys make you guys make wrestling fun and it gives me something to do on a Tuesday night when I usually wouldn't be doing anything. So thank you guys uh for, for being a part of my life and keeping the show going because we do have episode two fifty to look forward to and it might be about time to bring in a new person into the Kings of the Rings Hall of Fame. We've got some time to talk about it, but who <laughs> <Cool. laughs> I know exactly who. Oh, it's it's, it's me. Oh, it's stop Freckles. it, Ricky. I accept. 
One person. Because I did it my <laughs> way. Oh, oh, boo. Ooh. Ooh, never sick. <laughs> but yeah, so you How guys, dare you stifle his creative talent? There are some things that he is good at, and this his is not one singing of them. is not one of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm supporting you. <laughs> yes, don't, just don't support his singing. We we uh, you can hear it on the on the playback. Uh, but anything else that you guys want to say before we before we say finally goodbye to this new year? <laughs> No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Makes Murphy, do you have anything? Um, well, in 2020, y'all decided I should be in charge of social media. So thanks for playing on social media with me for the last like five months. Oh, trust me, thank and you. I, I needed time to play video games, really, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I have some interesting things bubbling in my head. So. Look for some new fun things for me in 2021. Um, we also welcomed a intern to our family this year. The greatest, the greatest, most delightful duck in the world, Freckles, who has changed the game of this podcast. The best intern we've ever had and ever Clearly. will have. The best Clearly. there is, the best there was, the best ever will be. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's it. By 2020. Yeah, you know, by this by this time next week, uh, hindsight will be 2020. I hate you. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> will, can you hit my hit my music for me, sir? Yes, folks, put on your yellow sunglasses, get the streamers out, put your silly hats on. We are going to dropkick the shit out of 2020. Happy New Year. Hope it is going to be good to you and yours. And of course, we hope it's good to the entire wrestling community. Thank you for listening to us. Big and better things coming in 2021 for Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast across all social media outlets. Kings of the Rings podcast. Find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, just to name a few. Like, share, subscribe, listen to us, leave five-star reviews, and also listen to us on WrestleAddict Radio. Thank you for all WrestleAddict Radio people. Uh, follow WrestleAddict Radio on Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and WrestleAddict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget, folks, give people your flowers uh, when they are alive. Appreciate the people that you have in your life. Don't be too afraid to tell people that you love them. Um... Except for you, Slack. Go fuck yourself. Anywho, Toast and Terror Shot. I, why do we choose Rikishi's music? <laughs> it kind of bumps, not going to lie. I kind of fuck with it. <laughs> but we could have pushed any party song in the world. Uh, it it could have been anything. You know, I'm glad it's this because I'm Tears and Thomas, A R A S H U K, first name William. Uh, friends call me Will. No one calls me Bill. If you do, go fuck yourself. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the new year, new things to come, big things stopping, little things popping, I guess. Thank you, MVP. <laughs> yep, that's me. Uh, K Murphy, I'm happy to bring in a new year with you. Mwah. Uh, I can't see my Mwah. girlfriend, so you're going to be my New Year's kiss. Oh, hooray. Um, so, yeah. Thank God 2020 is over. 
Um, I'm going into 2021 with new hair color, new name, and new outlook on life. So hooray. You can find me across all social media platforms at the K Murphy, T-H-E-K-A-E Murphy. And this time next week, I will be getting ready to leave for the greatest bachelorette party for now. And I'm very excited. Not exactly the greatest wrestling match of all time, but it's going to be damn near close. Ladies and gentlemen, 2020 is in the books. 2021 is right around the corner. Happy New Year. Be safe. Uh, be happy. Give people flowers. Enjoy next year, because I know that we sure as hell are, because we have a lot of things to do and a lot of stuff to accomplish. Tip of the crown to all of you, because that's coming back next year. Goodbye. Good night. Fuck you, Slack. And we'll see you next year. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.